Greetings, my little Akumas. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Punko Destructo, Esquire, the patron behind this, the most seemingly subversive podcast for middle-aged and nearly middle-aged punks. Docs. Till death. You may be thinking, why does a punk podcast have a patron? Patronage is not very punk. To which I reply, shut up. Patronage is punk. For one, many super cool and respectable punk labels, like Big Wheel Recreation and whatever that label was called that Martin Screlly financed, have relied on patronage. Plus, patronage isn't all that different from the credit card your parents tell you that you should only use in a case of an emergency. Second, punk and hardcore are mission-driven, and we must take every opportunity to advance our mission. And that includes financing punk podcasts and record labels that release cool records by bands like Jimmy Eat World. But before I speak of the mission that Docs Till Death represents, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about myself. Over the past 40 years, I have gone by many names and been known in many ways. In my embryonic stage, I was the Sire Records logo on the back cover of the Ramones self-titled debut, embodying the yin and the yang of the tension to come between punk and hardcore's aesthetic culture and the consumer capitalism that defines our American culture. In my childhood, I was stricken by the even younger hardcore community committed to DIY and autonomy, though I was nursed to health by their strange infatuation with the idea of hard work. As an adolescent throughout the 80s, my body grew to take form as the retro G.I. Joe figures that Revelation Record fans obsessed over. I experienced growing pain in the late 90s with the birth of grunge, but came of age as the Nirvana exhibit at Seattle's Museum of Pop Culture, which framed the significance of American hardcore as an object lesson in corporate networking. This is my real name. I am the great and fiery distinction without a difference. The feeling within punk of its own innate superiority which facilitates the carefree and uncritical consumption of all things punk and effectively instantiates punk as a market niche for the fully alienated, though insufficiently aggrieved. Today, you see me as the black flag logo inside the Grateful Deadhead, and I am here to provide you with edgy content. But things have changed as of late, so I've moved into new territories, such as increasing the availability of skull-themed merchandise at Target's, producing a line of punk-themed action figures. I've also furnished internet-famous chefs with retro New York hardcore tees. But my most important current project is organizing a media blitz meant to make people nostalgic for a time when the accoutrements of punk weren't so cheap. All the industry trades forecast that bittersweet nostalgia is going to be a key market driver as America's future grows dimmer and dimmer. Which brings me to the reason for appearing before you today. I want to apologize that your American Hardcore episode has been delayed. It is my fault that Matt is not here. He is on a special assignment as part of my media blitz. I am, however... Happy to report that he has already begun to do excellent work towards this end. You may have seen his latest achievement in a recent episode of Jeopardy. For those of you who are unfamiliar with what I am referring to, Matt was able to get onto Jeopardy the following question. Guy Picciotto and his band Rise of Spring pioneered this subgenre of alternative music. The answer, of course, was emo. Though from what I understand, judges would have also accepted backpack hardcore. 
People were besides themselves. They couldn't understand how their subculture, their reprieve from the monolith of American capitalist culture was subsumed even for a moment. This was a divide, they felt, that should not and cannot be breached. What they failed to realize is that they, the Revolution Summer Discord heads, represent a key demographic for Jeopardy. The NPR-loving, fine wine-drinking ally who will correct you on your pronunciation is also the Scandinavian furniture-loving, healthy vegetarian middle manager who's had a fifth-generation tape of the One Last Wish demo even before it was pressed to vinyl. But these people's self-delusion is both besides and exactly the point. They all fleed to Discord.com and rebought long-ago sold records. Doing so made them feel more connected to their roots. For these Jeopardy and Discord heads, the eternal flame was relit. And in this assertion of autonomy, Discord's weekly sales went up over 5%. Thank you, Matt. Please enjoy Jeff and Pete's aimless rambles, for they too are true avatars of Punko Destructo Esquire. Until next time, Destructo out. Uh, there also won't be as many devil sticks. Clink, clang, clink, 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 clang, clink, clink, clang. We're going to buy that guy a new microphone. <laughs> I mean, setup. something. Or just something. Maybe it's because it's on the table. Maybe this won't all go in. Sorry, Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pete, here's my question to you, because it also is in my mind because it came up on another podcast. That I do. It's called cross promotion, baby. <laughs> yeah, really. Is this this is actually not a doxel death. This is just Yeah, no, no, no. This is gonna end up being released as a WhatsApp from and a candy cannon somehow. Exactly. <laughs> when I start asking you about missing in action movies, then I've gone off the rails. <laughs> Here's the thing though. I brought it up, but do you know when is when did you first when did you first meet me? <laughs> oh, when did I uh... Do you remember it? Oh yeah, yes. Because I, I have think... a mythology. I think my recollection is uh, West Campus, mm-hmm. Boston University. Okay. Already we are off. So great. Okay. I love this. <laughs> I believe I was at the dining hall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were both in line. I think I saw you. You were probably waiting for a veggie burger, as was I, because that's the only thing that there was to eat. Yeah. And I believe... Maybe you were wearing a Converge sweatshirt, a hoodie. Probably that Matt. And I Matt, have... our, our, one of our co-hosts, who gave to me. Okay. Yeah. And I think that I came over to you and said, some, you know, that it was a cool sweatshirt and that, I grew, <laughs> and that I grew up in the town where they were from. So all of this never happened in my mind. <laughs> None of it. It all makes sense. Yes, Converge hoodie. When we came back to sophomore year, you were a freshman. Yes. Matt had given me uh, a petitioning the empty sky converge uh, hoodie. I my first recollection was you showing up at Matt, our co-host, uh, a uh, dorm room uh, with a crew you hung out with at the time, and not saying anything, but immediately going like, "Hey, look at your records," and then flipping through the records. But either, I mean, out of all of this, all we can realize is that our friendship then continued to blossom over That's right. many, many years uh, out of me being probably a total jerk uh, <laughs> to you. But also, uh, I, this is the faultiness of all of our memories. Like, 
And it's like I that first incident never existed in my head. And in my mind, welcome to Doc's Still Death. <laughs> welcome to a show that does documentaries. Doc's Till Death! Welcome to Doc's Till Death, the podcast where old punks are talking about old punk documentaries. I'm Jeff Garlock. I'm Pete Zetlin. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Matt. Morahan is not here. And that was also an impression that did also kind of sound like Pete at the beginning. Yeah. Because I, mean. I didn't have my touchstone for Matt. Uh, welcome to Doc's Till Death. Uh, this is a special uh, uh, mini-sode. This is a special one-on-one. Uh, we, we have mentioned him a couple times. Uh, we do not have our co-host here, uh, Matt Morahan. Uh, and we're not covering a doc per se. Uh, we had some life and tech difficulties, uh, but that's when me and Pete were like, well, what does that mean? Let's step up to the plate. This is that's right. Pete and Jeff go to White Castle. This, the- is, <laughs> <laughs> this is a duo here. Uh, and the you train know, does not stop just because Matt's not here. No, no, it does not. Uh, so if you were showing up to, you know, you just put your headphones on, you're you're working, you're excited that it's Monday that a new episode's out, and you were like, man, I can't wait to listen to these three guys talk about American hardcore. Sorry, that will come out soon. It will, but it's not coming out this week. No, it's not coming out this week. So we apologize for that. But hey. We're giving you free content here. Get off our backs. God, right. punks. Jesus. Punks always want everything. Free and when they want it. God. Oh, the, show, the show's five bucks. Uh, I didn't bring any change. <laughs> can I Fine, give you a can in. of food? Just, just come in. <laughs> yeah. Just, ugh, God, the show's not starting for four hours anyways. It doesn't matter. The amount of time that happened. Oh, the show costs money? I mean, I, punks, like, we love you and we hate you. Jesus. Like, Oh, could I... Could I help clean up the uh, the room afterwards? Definitely not helping clean up. You just left. You probably made more of a mess. You saw you the band what? you wanted to see. Exactly. Yeah, you drunk punk threw a beer into the wall. Your <laughs> your dog pissed all over it because we somehow also were pushovers and let your dog on a rope in. You probably uh, broke the microphone. Definitely broke the microphone trying to sing along and trying to push the actual band members out of the way who have to play the song that you ought to be singing along to so you can get to the microphone. Yeah, definitely (laughs) clog the toilet. That was already hovering on not working anyways. (laughs) This sounds like a true story from our basement. I mean, Um. (laughs) yes, it does. (laughs) But so this episode, we're we're using this as a, uh, this is a kind of a a midterm reflection. Uh, uh, This, we've, we've done... How many actual docs have we done so far, Pete? So, six? One, two, three, four, five, six. We've done six. We've done six docs. Also did a surprise interview that I wasn't that involved is in. That's true. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we because also, this, is a, this episode is also a little bit of like, a little behind the curtain. Uh, you get to see the wizard of Oz, if you will. How the sausage uh, is made. How the sausage is made, Chicago hardcore. <laughs> but how is the sausage made? Well, we'll let you know. Generally, this sausage has been being made for a long time. And we've been recording these slowly. 
with the three of us because we all live in completely different time zones. Uh, we all have families. Uh, and we all have to work. So what that means is every... So this is also uh, not necessarily an apology, but just an explanation for what you hear sometimes. <laughs> When we start recording these, almost all of them are recorded at 8 o'clock at night my time, which means 10 o'clock at night Matt's time, which means Pete, a father of three, is starting these recordings at 11 o'clock at night. But mind you, when Jeff says we start recording at 11, (laughs) there is probably an hour, maybe I'll say 30 minutes to an hour. Minimum 30 minutes. Of just chatting. Yep. discussing uh, what the rating system is going to be, yep. uh, talking about things on the internet, catching up. And for so some really reason, sometimes... Midnight. Right. And for some reason, sometimes talking about hardcore before we're going to talk about hardcore. Like, it's like the dumbest catch-up sometimes. Uh, and a plethora of tech issues. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yes. Which typically, we're showing up and... Uh, then we're deciding to start setting up our mic or check volume or see that things are working. (laughs) Sometimes people have to leave the Zoom. Realize we have to go take a dump for some reason. (laughs) Something crazy. Yeah, so around midnight. So when you hear the end of these edited podcasts, I want you all to always keep that in mind. That it is usually like Pete is pushing two to three in the morning. (laughs) Looking down the barrel of three hours sleep tops with a kid... (laughs) kicking them in the face (laughs) also we could yell about some rating system uh and a scene that we vaguely know about or know nothing about (laughs) aka punk in africa so just to let you know but in this case that we're doing a quick and dirty baby we are it's me and pete it's the middle of the day crazily yeah right wozers what are we doing it doesn't doesn't even get to be part of it so we'll just speak for matt and it, it does feel weird to not have Matt. Like, uh, not only because there's, uh, you know, not constant devil sticks going on. Uh, if you hear our bagging around sometimes, uh, it's still us. You know, again, we. It, I have, and this is not patting myself on the back. It's, it's actually, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I have been doing podcasts for a very long time. Does not show in my audience, but isn't that punk? (laughs) Uh, And so I've got a little bit more of the nuts and bolts down. These two boys have been figuring it out as we go along. And so what that means is sometimes that's where we have audio things. Sometimes it sounds like, again, you would think it's Pete doing the devil sticks going by his hair in the background. But oftentimes, (laughs) we love you, Matt, but we're going to blame it on Matt. Uh, Doesn't understand that microphones. It's completely Matt. We love you, buddy, but... One day you'll understand that microphones pick up sound. (laughs) Um, And so we've been kind of like, you know, learning as we go as well. Um, But also, you know, doing this, and I don't want to speak for you people. I think you could probably speak for this. I mean, that's part of what we wanted to cover in this. Like, we're, we're about halfway through our first season. We've kind of set this up as seasons. Again, we're we're busy men. Uh, uh, we're trying to make it so that the product is solid. Um, but, uh, we're already working on season two. That's a little preview for you. A little spoily. We've already recorded an episode. One episode. Maybe. One episode. Just, so we're yeah, already, we got one. We yeah, scheduled we don't another, but hasn't happened. Yeah. Life. Uh, <laughs> welcome to it. But life, but how to live it. 
a band I'm not sure I've ever heard, <laughs> I think I've but heard. I would love to make references to it, which is most of this podcast. Bands we, after 30, 40 years, whatever it is of punk and hardcore, still making references to bands I've never heard of that are on labels I've been on, <laughs> and I'm like, what does Man Ray really sound like, and why am I still talking about Man Ray? <laughs> Um, the carryover of Agna Moraine's autobiography that oh. I've been doing since worst gig ever, and I have not heard that seven inch in yay twenty years. <laughs> Still angry about it. Still angry about it because that's the Jeff Garlock motto. But uh, yeah, we we're we're kind of we're midway through uh, this first season. Um, but I was interested, at least on my end. I mean, Pete, this has been your first podcast, your first foray. Like, how does it feel getting it out to the world for the first time? Um, well, yeah, first time doing podcasting. So it's been sort of a, a learn as you go, as you said. But I think putting it out into the world, I think in the beginning was, you know, it just seemed like a project that wasn't going to happen because we talked about it so long. Um, and because we're punk. And we're so punk. Isn't that what punk is really about? Is talking about all the shit that you're going to do? And then only like maybe a quarter of the way getting it done? (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yes. And we had talked about it for so long. And so I think for me, I wasn't sure one, was it going to happen? Two, uh, it was a little bit, uh, I don't know what the word is. It was... um, I was a little worried about doing it in the beginning because I'd never done anything like this. Right. And doing it with you, who has done a lot of performance um, and podcasting, felt a little bit, uh, yeah, I was a little worried about what that would be like. It's kind of like for me, I always thought about this when playing in a band, when we would go to record with somebody, I had this nervous feeling of kind of like being judged because (laughs) this person was like, so good at what they did in their craft and sees thousands of bands. And so they'd be like, who is this schlub trying to And you kept recording with Steve Albini, which was a bad move because it was just judgment after judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Silent judgment after silent judgment. (laughs) So I felt a little bit like that, you know? Yeah. So you were my Steve Albini here in the podcast world. Uh, Touche. So, um, (laughs) but I think... Having put records out before, too, it it had that exciting feeling when we had finished everything. It's a little bit different, though, because, you know, with a recording, it takes so long, and then you put it out, and it's out there. Whereas right. this, it's, you know, it's like every week we're doing it and promoting it uh, and talking about it. So it's sort of like the tour that never stops, maybe? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Min- minus, you know... Uh, peeing in a bottle while in a van or sleeping on gross floors or getting uh, scabies in uh, Baton Rouge. Well, well, well. Let's get to the nitty gritty there, Pete. Jeez. Ugh. God. Uh, one out of three ain't bad for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have, or I would say, because now it's like I'm just interviewing you here, which is very fun for me. Um, but did you have... Uh, did you have apprehensions slash did you have realizations of when it was actually out into the world of like, oh, uh, this, and not to give you an answer, but like this is different than when the three of us have just been talking trash for the past 20 to 30 years versus, oh, wait a second. 
other people will now actually hear this. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, the beginning, no. Um, because we did the intro and then we did decline. Right. So for those first two, it was sort of like, also, you know, while our audience is huge. Um, oh, God. You guys think... should see the numbers. It's <laughs> insane. It, uh, you know, it was friends giving us feedback, which was positive and very much appreciated. So, sure. you know, if you haven't, uh, if you could rate, review, and uh, share that out, that would be great. Please um, do. <laughs> it wasn't until the All Ages episode when right. we did get feedback beyond our own circle uh, with people who are actually connected to it, um, where I was like, I think the three of us were, may, I don't know if you felt this way, but I think, I know Matt and I were surprised, and then when Drew Stone got in touch with us, we're a little bit worried about, yikes, okay, sure. there's there's bigger things going on here. Not that it, you know, I won't say it ruffled too many feathers. I think uh, Drew was great, and we were really excited to have him on, and I think that was fun uh, to be able to do that. And that's something that's different than recording an album, is yeah. that there's this back and forth, you know, in real time where you can then set up an interview and do something fun off, you know, I, this, this first season was meant to be just doing docs. Obviously we've talked, uh, behind the scenes about potentially doing interviews or having mm-hmm. people on, maybe we'll see where that goes, but being able to say, okay, let's sit down with him and talk was, was really great, uh, to get his perspective and say, okay, you know, we're very much looking back at time periods that we were either part of there for or not there right. for. And so we're, yeah, casting a lot of judgment for something that we weren't involved in of saying, you know, all ages specifically should have been an SSD doc, but we don't right. know what was actually happening. And then we talk with Drew and find out. So, you know, when we talk about, uh, you at know, a certain Chicago point, one, you're like, wait a second. Yeah. You weren't there. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the title was apropos. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then there's, you know, like punk in Africa, we, definitely weren't there uh and so our perspective on it is you know maybe uh one-dimensional at times sure uh but i think that's also the fun part about doing it is it's you know it's not supposed to be some siskel and ebert kind of uh deep dive it's our connections to it and initial um responses and what we felt so but that's been pretty fun what about you yeah, I mean, I mean you've done I, podcasting, but um. I think I was less uh, shocked. Like, I just like knew. I I get it too. It's like you you have that initial thing, and you're like, it's like putting out a punk record, where you're like, cool, cool, my friends like it. Uh, but then also, you at least for me, always have in the back of your brain of like, I think they kind of have to say they like it. Uh, and you know, it's like also playing music, where you're like, eventually, I would like it to be that I'm not just playing for my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool and all, and I love all y'all, but uh, it would be a little bit more validation of the amount of time when people actually start going who I do not know. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, we've gotten there, which is good, but, like, I, uh, yeah, I think I had less of a shock, but just because I was aware of, like, all oh, right, these these uh, opinions will be out in the world, um, and... I do think there was a buffer of uh, decline is uh, so far removed yes, in time right. and band. So it's like, yeah, we're talking about historical document. 
Um, and even though like a, you know, a all ages, et cetera, was more of like closer to our time, it's still a bit of a historical document, but it's a historical document that starts to have a Venn diagram overlap uh, with, oh, wait, we actually know these people. These people are alive. And, and you, Pete, are very fun on our social media and good, but also are, you know, uh, very big. Uh, you, you tag and I don't think it, it it both is like awesome and fun because it's allowed to have us some interactions already, but it does make it be like, hey, <laughs> we're talking about this yeah. thing. And knowing I and I don't know if either of you consider that like I knew going in like it's not in a disparaging way, but there are a lot of podcasts that are a little bit more uh, nostalgia based. I think, yes, and are end up right. being a little bit more of like, here are all these things that happen, and we're talking specifically punk here. Uh, we're just kind of talking about, it was cool. Uh, and most time it's just, it's cool. Like, not many people are talking about, like, I'm going to spend hours on a album or whatever that I hated. Uh, uh, and the three of us, even though you're the nicest guy in hardcore, Pete, uh, you still have, we still have a... a uh, tendency to go towards the like but also we because we love it so much we can shit all over it including the stuff we've done um uh because we're trying to get to the kind of truth and reality in there so i i think like it didn't really uh hit me as hard it was just more of i think when we started getting closer to our world i was like oh uh strife like, I was like, that one's going to be talking about, like, legitimately, like, our era. Like, oh, these people exist. Like, I wonder what they'll react to. Because you and I talk about it all the time. Uh, we are like uh, newborn babies when we record these things. It's not just because it's late, but I think you and me especially, we don't remember anything we have said <laughs> as soon as the <laughs> podcast is over. I have, like, bits and drabs here or there but i'm also a person who because as you said like kind of like years of performing in whatever capacity i have also learned to lean into uh hyperbole for the sake of comedy <laughs> that is some more often than not is more of like fuck this <laughs> like and getting extra adamant about something that i'm not sure i really care about which leads to you know a bunch of shots fired uh, every once in a while that I don't even remember sometimes saying. <laughs> Add the you're, machine guns in right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, your uh, victory is better than discord sort of things. Uh, <laughs> can't wait till we get to uh, another doc. Uh, but <laughs> My brother uh, was like, why does Jeff hate, Vic hate uh, discord so much? I was like, I don't know if he actually hates it so much. I think it's, I it's think more maybe. of an indifference. <laughs> And I said, you know, maybe there's some things he just hasn't heard that he'd be into, such as Hoover, which I think yeah. he might like. And I'm saying, and we've talked, as we said, with Second Season, we've talked about some other things. I do think there's a legitimacy in a, like, actual breaking down of, like, I would, because I, I think that's another thing is that we, you know, I think all of us kind of realize, too, uh, because it took a while to kind of do these episodes, that there is a, I think we're all, I, I think we're all working hard to uh, uh, kind of separate our nostalgia from actual beliefs, but also, also separate our uh, 
semi-preconceived notions. Like I joked about, there are so many hardcore bands that like I know by name. And then I'll be like, wait, they sounded like that? I just assumed they were like this. Uh, and trying, at least on my end, trying to work through that uh, and and kind of actually come up with a, all right, here's my bold bullshit internet statement. I like victory better than Discord. But like, what do I actually know on Discord? And what have I never heard? Um, I mean, we talked, I mean, have we talked about beef eater yet? I mean, when a beef eater comes up and I'm just like, we haven't gotten there yet, but like, I, I so it's a li- Matt, Matt is definitely, I think in that strife one, he said, <laughs> he said someone was the beef eater of victory. Maybe it was hi-fi. Uh, yes. Quite a bit hi-fi. <laughs> uh, so I think it's been thrown in, but not a deep dive that, you know, and that brings up for me, one, one piece that I was sort of apprehensive about, not that I wasn't going to do the, this podcast but um you got a rep baby my, my, yeah exactly my worry was that whether it's preconceived or you know real uh this worry that you and matt would just have a lot more knowledge about the time and place the bands in the docs that we watch which maybe is kind of fun because i don't have as much <laughs> uh, i mean i would put you at sort of like the top tier you just you're like a encyclopedia of punk and hardcore I just glob um, onto dumb knowledge that is useless <laughs> for my life and career. <laughs> um, and I would put me at the bottom of that. So, yeah, there's definitely been bands that, where I just haven't listened to them. But that has also made this really fun because there's been sort of like a new exploration or new discovery of like, oh, I really like that band. Or uh, I didn't yeah. listen to that band and I probably don't need to go back to them. Yeah. Uh, so. I think it's good for that. Like, I mean, like, again, like, it's to work through to uh, at least my goal for this is partly to have uh, strong, knowledgeable opinions that I'm aware are also opinions that are not absolutes because mm-hmm. it's all bullshit anyways. It's all like it doesn't fucking matter if a band <laughs> is good or bad. Like, it's like it's the same shit I would always say in sketch classes that I would teach at UCB. I would constantly just be like, yeah, I can teach you all these various ideas and how to write a sketch. And then at the end of the day, if your parents are just like, I didn't think that was funny. It's like, all right, they won that argument. Like, it doesn't matter. No one cares about the fucking art behind it. Right. Um, I think but- the difference, though, is that we, we're putting this out in the world and, and we are connected in some ways to some of this world and so there is sort of because it's easily attainable and accessible you know we got rep baby i mean honestly in the shittiest way i have had moments of like if someone came at us i would be like yeah i don't know i mean i toured for fucking 17 years as well like i don't know what to tell you like this is my opinion from that version like but i do think it's it's like it i i think i've in that i think we talked about is like it's also We've realized that we need to find ways, and we've gotten better at it. I think we even hear it as the season goes on, of separating, here's our opinions on the music, but also here's our opinions on mm-hmm. the people being interviewed, and then here's the actual movie. Yeah. Which is well, a I big think- thing. Like the the It's easy to be negative, too. Like, And I'm aware right. of that, and I always want to say that. Like, That's why I stopped writing music reviews at one point, Like when I used to do that for like freelance stuff, because I was like, it's just funnier to be snarky. Um and doesn't mean we don't go into snark in this at all. But right. Yeah, I think we have tried to make sure that we're not just trying to 
you know, be funny for funny's sake, although that is yeah. fun. Uh, but to, to be somewhat balanced. We save that for and, our text messages after. <laughs> <laughs> we'll release those all at some point. Yeah, um, bonus Patreon content. You get access to our nonstop texting thread that alternates between dumb parrot shit and being very mean about the world and to each other. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where Jeff's data is off the chain and he has to stop accepting our text messages. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think talking with Drew, that was that was uh, eye-opening of kind of like, oh, you know, it is going out to the masses too, even if it's not big. Um, and some people will tune in. That being yeah. said, I also think that uh, while we, you know, numbers are, are still growing, um, documentaries like Punk in Africa and Christ Corps, people may have never sort of will not watch or have not watched. And so there is that, or have got, not watched the Strife doc. And so it might right. be like, this is exposing them to that. I know for me, like for Strife, I didn't really listen to them. Uh, or I did not listen to them, not really listen to them. I did not listen <laughs> to them prior to this. Pee. I did not listen to them. I just, I don't know. I've been, that one I actually been reflecting a lot about the strife and victory mm-hmm. because I was like, I didn't really listen to any of that stuff. And uh, AJ and I were talking about this the other day. Um, oh, AJ, <laughs> part of the whack pack. <laughs> <laughs> because he also wasn't, he said he was also at that strife show. But he was there to see ashes. Um. God. I know. He reached out to me. I mean, again, not in preconceived, but also, like, it's just ashes just not my bag, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, and I've reevaluated them. Still not my bag. Uh, Hey, sorry, I like to mosh. (laughs) But I, yeah, I mean, I think I wasn't in that world. And so I don't know why victory, I think I had this notion that victory was very tough guy because my I think my intro was probably Earth Crisis right and it just seemed so militant and I did go to an Earth Crisis show at the Middle East at one point just to see what it was like and it was like well not really for me and so I I sort of I also though I want to say Earth Crisis show at the Middle East and you were in college probably at that point maybe end of high school okay never mind I was gonna say they were definitely also starting to shift over to like a little bit more groove in their hardcore and like even that is like well you're not giving them a fair shake (laughs) I'll have to go back and look when the show is I believe it was them and Madball um I can't remember who yeah it sounds like a perfect show for the king of paper bag hardcore (laughs) over here so I had that in my mind and I wasn't interested because I don't know. I think also there is this element of victory, and not just victory, but for the that style of trying to be like semi-professional. You know, like sure. everything was glossy. It looked really nice. Um, and I obviously, as you say, paper bag hardcore. I was interested in that, like not limited edition, but that someone had a hand in it, and there was this element of homemade feeling you saw the integrity record and you're like uh moga no no for me thanks (laughs) (laughs) did not even know who integrity was at that point of course uh, (laughs) my life had been changed twin you're the best thank you for guesting on the lowest state record i love you so much (laughs) you didn't ask me to um and and, um (laughs) i had this 20 minute talking part that i wanted you to do (laughs) oh so and um (laughs) Here I am, over there. (laughs) 
<laughs> then I think what it, what it did after is soon after I I connected with Reversal Man. Right. And if you know their story, uh, I think that also then clouded any sort of like, am I going to get into Victor? I was like, nah, it's I'm not doing that. But I think is also to me speaks to the fun part. And what I also hope people get out of these... Uh, where it's like, I am like, yeah, like if you're like, oh, I don't know anything about punk in Africa, I don't know anything about Christ Core, like, not just for like, oh, listen to what our wares are, but like, I do think that's why we're doing this is because we want to like have a, 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 a thought out opinion on it as men in our 40s versus, oh, I came up with this idea when I was 16. And I've been holding on to it ever since then. And I've never actually heard that band. Right. Like, uh, where, like, and the nice part is when all of a sudden, when you text our chain and you're like, uh, Smut King Dodge song's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Are the rest of One King Down songs like this? And I was like, I don't, I think they're okay. But, like, I do love that one song I put on our playlist. Check out our playlist. Yeah, uh, exactly. We make a playlist. Another, another I mean, I made a 50-song playlist <laughs> for that one because that was my bread and butter. But I do think it's like, I I think it's, it to me, it's like trying to find the way on our end, but I also think it could be helpful for old punks especially but also young punks but i think young punks have less of this but like old punks have a lot of preconceived notions about how the world works and how music is and this is the type of music they like and a lot of times it is not informed enough to have that opinion still it's like the equivalent of i listened to this stuff when i was in high school and that's the stuff i listen to now which you might as well be like high school quarterbacking your musical life because you might be missing out on stuff like there's definitely like in my wide sweepingness of discord which is more of again i think it's just like an indifference um i was like oh i don't really i i i'm there are things that are in there that were hidden that i even like going down the rabbit hole where i was like oh this is pretty good like this is i never gave this a fair shake um uh and if that's important to you, I think that I think it is should be important. I think that's just, just like trying to on the lowest level of life grow. Um, it, does it totally make sense? Shout out to our boy AJ that AJ felt the same way about victory stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like you know, oh, fuck that shit, dude. Uh, but I do think like as our uh, I think personally, our job as this podcast, but also as old punks, is to be as the least amount of get off my lawn as we possibly can be like you know just like old man grand torino style <laughs> like and i do think a lot of that comes from watching these podcasts like I, it's something that has come up multiple times and it is connected to the idea in my mind of uh separating the actual movie from the content from the people in it but one of our biggest problems that we hit upon is uh, the talking head in these documentaries right. who is telling us this is the only time when punk mattered and existed. Right, yeah. And by watching podcasts, he actually meant watching documentaries. Yeah, wa- <laughs> see, just because we're doing this in the middle of the day does not mean I will not misspeak <laughs> and totally not even know what I'm talking about That's and lose my train for. of thought. Thank you, Pete. Uh, <laughs> but... You know, I I also think this. I would hope like to think this podcast is for the people who watch every single music documentary, 
and get a little tired of it because you're like, I don't know. Just because I'm not at the show doesn't mean it's not existing. Like, like when someone is doing the like, oh, and shows don't exist like how they used to. You want to watch these old ones to remind yourself of like the kind of that old adage of like history repeats itself. Like, yeah, like, okay, now you just sound like the guy talking about his scene in 83 or his scene in this place in 1974. Right. There's probably some shows going on that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and there also is probably music that exists now because like, again, we, we are in our forties. So like, this is, we talked about a little bit before and I won't go too deep into it, but this is prime time to do, uh, the opposite of what I like to think we're doing here and to get nostalgia for nostalgia's sake and be like, let's reevaluate this band that arguably is actually still bad that they're good. And you're like, well, I don't know, man. Like, it's fine if you listen to bad music at certain points. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but also, it, I think the thing, I would like to think the thing maybe we've learned is like, even like watching these things from the disconnect of some of these scenes, like where I'm like, oh, maybe we are too harsh here or there. But we have definitely pointed out where it's like, uh, you might be just remembering it with fond eyes because you were younger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. I mean, I, th- I think that, to your point, there's times where we probably, um, if I went back and listened, maybe don't appreciate enough of the time and place. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, if you think about Decline and how early that was in terms of punk and... Um, but I, think I don't know if you've ever heard this statement, Pete, but you got to understand what was happening at the time. Oh, no. <laughs> tell me more. Um, but I also think it, it's sort of like uh, maybe this is punk therapy for us. It, in ways, it, it has made me like Strife. I just never listened to. But then when I listen to One Truth, you know, what happens is we'll watch I always it. was like, were you second guessing that the album is even called One Truth as you said it? Uh, in, in a little bit. One Truth Live? Um, I, because what happens is I'll watch a documentary, and I think you're the same way, Jeff, is I'll start listening to music of that band or the bands mm-hmm. that were in it. Um, and for Strife, I was like, oh, I think I like this. This is pretty good. Yeah. And so then it makes me think about why didn't I give them the time? And so part of it is... You know, I think back of kind of like the crowd of people that were there, uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not interested in that, you know, getting kicked in the face. And so I sort of just put them in that category of lame. Um, <laughs> and I actually think that they probably just weren't even on my radar. I think it was like Earth Crisis and that sure. equated to victory. And I wasn't interested. Right. Uh, even though I'm a big hi fi head. Um, oh, God, your tattoo then, <laughs> is blazing right now. <laughs> on my neck. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get a touch uh, up. I'm coffin get, base. Add some dice, yeah, right? it's hard. A neck a tattoo, dice. it like starts to, the skin is thin. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Got to have that coffin base looking sharp. Oh, yeah. I've got all these skin tags coming out of it now, too, so it's a little strange. <laughs> Gross. Um, but it gives it a 3D appeal. So <laughs> the other thing is for me, and I, th- I think we've talked about this maybe not on the podcast, is growing up in punk, definitely like a blessing and curse of there's this, you know, if a if you knew if I knew about a band, I can only talk about myself, and then other people started finding out, it was sort of like, oh, they're not my band anymore. Yeah. Or that if somebody tried to make different music or 
went to a bigger label, the idea of like selling out. And it was kind of like, who cares? Yeah. I spent probably spent so much time and energy of just being like, oh, I'm not going to go. I, I don't listen to that band anymore because X, Y, and Z. And I then have to I, go support I, my scene where these kids won't even pay for the fucking show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or and like, I'm not going to go space. to a show at the Middle East because it's however much money or yeah. whatever. It's not all ages. And it's kind of like, meh. And I still have to fight that sometimes, you know? I mean, I definitely yeah. don't. There is still an appeal that I don't love a club show because sure. it's just, it's so, for some, it's too big. Like, there's a couple clubs that have done it well. Where it feels like you're part of the you show. You want to really feel it, man. Like, it's like you and the band are one. And, like, even though there's, like, 400 people to see the band, they got to play on the floor. Exactly. No one can see them except for the 10 people in front. <laughs> and it sounds terrible because PAs are not made to work like that. And everyone who is in front is just stepping on the distortion pedals nonstop and knocking the drummer over. But, like, that's what it's all about is the, the it, we're all one there, even though that band worked really hard to fucking get to that show and you <laughs> try to convince the door guy to not pay so you could watch eight <laughs> bands who are all getting maybe 20 bucks. I get it, man. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a benefit? Uh, I didn't bring any money. It's like, what? <laughs> but could I get in for all three days? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> really helps have a real push-out. Nicest guy in hardcore <laughs> over here. But yeah, I do think it's like, it. Uh, if we're trying to, I don't know, I think we're trying to work around preconceived notions um uh of what we had when we were 17 like and we're still going to have those gut reactions and i think you'll probably hear them they and you will hear them in future episodes because we're still working on that like of like these gut reactions that are kind of coming through um that are probably not based in any sort of truth right uh uh they're not based in one truth well, uh, there's not one truth uh the classic <laughs> strife versus hatebreed <laughs> battle but uh we need to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, we really. I mean, I told you the. I know the facts. It's <laughs> like just kind of tropes, um, and your the timelines are really off. But, uh, but yeah, like I do think also, it's a podcast. We're also trying to fuck with each other sometimes, right? Like, like it's sometimes, like I, I as I said, a part of my uh, lovable curmudgeon character. Uh, that I've come up with as a performer over many years and as a writer uh, sometimes means that I'm leaning into ideas that I'm like, maybe I 75% believe that. Mm. Uh, you know, and then it gets people riled up when I'm like, yeah, I like the Bee Gees better than the Beatles. Um, you know, and like, do I believe that? Yes. Like, do I need to listen to the Beatles ever? No. Uh <laughs> But I also don't give a fuck if you listen to the Beatles. <laughs> like, why do I care? I think that's the biggest thing, too, is like that's to me is one of the fun parts of watching these is leaning into these things, but also realizing like I'm also I don't care what right. anyone is listening to. But I do think uh, I, I because it's uh, not to pat ourselves on the big old butt, but I do think. Uh, it's not just kind of like lip service to like, here's a scene we like. Mm -hmm. Here's just punk we like. Like, no. Punk and hardcore is dumb as fuck. Like, and it's also the greatest thing that has ever existed. I, <laughs> I think the same thing about everything else that I love, like, in this world. Uh, everything kind of should be uh, allowed to, like, 
be torn apart a little bit so that you can actually get to what is the thing that is great about it. Um, and, you know, do we sometimes for snark purpose, like lean into like, oh, this part stunk. And uh, we're also well aware we've never made a documentary. Like we are watching these true. as fucking right, critics. Right. Um, uh, get ready for my doc uh, <laughs> on Doc Still Death that's coming out soon. Um, but uh, so we are aware of that. But it also is like you, you make something it's, uh, you know. It's it's out there for the rest of us to talk about, <laughs> but I think our goal is again, like part of it is to not be the internet. Basically, part of it is to have an actual semi nuanced conversation about these things that are not just based in nostalgia, but that also are at least in our first season somehow littered with red hot chili pepper <laughs> jokes that keep coming through because they are a band that I'll say for reevaluating like, and it's partly because of this, like that's what I'll do. Like, you know it, Pete, like I'll, you'll always be like, you going on a YouTube hole. <laughs> like I'll go on the discography hole because I'm like, I guess I'm going to listen to everything by this band and years of being like, I hate the red hot chili peppers. I was like, maybe I should actually listen to shit like the uplift mofo party plan. I have legitimate like opinions on the band, but I'd like them to be even more legit. And then when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is really bad all around. Uh, And again, if you love it, Godspeed to you. But I was like, there's a little bit. There are some bands I'm like, are we really arguing that this is good? Uh, That's how I kind of feel about a lot of that stuff. But but I because and and again, that is me being the kind of lean into it. And if we were, you know, uh, there's a little bit of like a podcast is kind of like we talk, you listen Mm -hmm. sort of situation. That's just kind of what it is. I could have a long, nuanced conversation about my various issues with the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, and many, many bands. Uh, but sometimes, you know, we got a lot of shit we got to cover That's in these right. episodes. I mean, I think it's similar to what our friend Drew Stone said when we interviewed him. If, you know, if you think you can do it better, go fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. That might be a direct quote. Um, it, it definitely is. By the way, good job on that. I wasn't, al- I wasn't allowed, allowed to. I yes, wasn't right. able to yeah. is the word. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> they kept me out. Yes. They're like, Jeff, do not come into this. You're going to say something <laughs> fucked up. No, I just wasn't able to do it because, again, we work on crazy time zones. But I thought you guys did a great job. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Uh, uh, it was very fun to listen to the two of you. Yeah. Shout um, out to Drew. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. And shout out to Matt Morahan, by the way. It's very weird to do this podcast without <laughs> It Matt. is. It is. Uh, I wonder what I mean, his I, take Maybe what we do is we put this out, and then he does sort of like a mini mini sode of his reflection on our episode. Oh, that Very would be meta. fantastic! Uh, yeah, or maybe we'll get Matt's opinion when we do our wrap up of the first season episode. That's true. Still uh, need to record when that. we do the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I think this is probably a good place to you know kind of wrap it up anyways well i was wondering um, do yes we, uh, and this doesn't have to go on the episode this is you me and you chatting but maybe it does um i had talked about potentially doing at the end of the year wrap up some growlies i don't know if we want oh. to do mid-year or just wait till the end i have like, i think it's that's an end okay, okay i think that's an end year got it but yeah, I think there's. Sh- I think Grolies are good because I definitely think. And people, if you've got ideas for Grolies, let us know. <laughs> what are different categories? I love that you have those, Pete. Already, we gotta start thinking about those because we'll be doing those Grolies soon. 
Uh, give me a taste. Throw me, throw one at me. Well, I, what could have I, what could I start thinking about, girly wise? One, I thought, what is uh, maybe three three band appreciations you have, or you know, from listening through mm-hmm. these. Yeah, uh, love it. One could be favorite character. Zombie. I mean, oh, All well, right. I had I had zombie, <laughs> but I also I'm trying to think about the other ones we've done. I mean, I think there's some other characters. I, I think I would have said zombie. Steve Albini, great. <laughs> I mean, really, the, also, it's like, oh, do we have char- I love that we've, I mean, this is how punk works, too. We have characters oh, yeah. that are ones we've all agreed upon, a.k.a. Ian McKay, yeah, Henry Rollins, Steve Albini. We are talking about the quote-unquote version of them. We've never met any of them, <laughs> and we're doing like all punks do. <laughs> creating some fucking character about these people that are all supposed to be on the same level as us but could be uh <laughs> favorite favorite uh chai pep moment or chai pep connection oh that definitely. could be a girly uh how, <laughs> favorite yeah favorite one that it we were like where is matt going with this <laughs> <laughs> i was listening. i love this i was let's listen- do so, let was, yeah what were you listening i was looking to? through uh some of our old zooms and there, uh-huh. was, there was a punk in africa um <laughs> where we had asked matt why it actually happened last episode too so it it might be just matt in general but in punk in africa we had asked him why he chose it and he started going down this long round rant <laughs> And at some point you were like, he was trying to say uh, punk before Africa and punk after Africa or something like that. And you had pointed out that you thought he was in a seizure state. Uh, And then last episode, he just jumped into like this weird intro that felt like NPR. Yes. You had also uh, done that actually with Strife. You were so excited to get into it. We didn't even do an oh, intro. It was like we were yeah. you were ten minutes on a rant about how great Strife were, and then I know I <laughs> I've already said in, on our awesome. Instagram. I apologize to our listeners when the dead guy uh, doc comes out and we do it because, like, as Pete pointed, out, like it's like I will be like. All of this bullshit about being like, I'm a seasoned adult now and I'm trying to understand my true feelings about music and the world and how it works. They're all going to be out the window and I'll be like, just like screaming immediately nonstop. Um, Yeah, I mean, I almost want to make for the last episode like a super cut of like little bits of Matt's lead ups. (laughs) Like... And all the times when both of us are just like, we know where this is going. Get to the chai peps. You're killing us here. So what's, it is two in the morning. What are we doing here? Um, he, always yeah. has this, he always has, you talk about slow burn. He, that, he is a slow burn with that of just how long it takes to get there. It almost, I, wa- I almost, his, his work on I do. I mean, it almost is like a, probably even a catchphrase to the doc's till death at this point, but it's like, where is this going like and and it's and it's like and and also though it's just like welcome to our friendship (laughs) like i mean it really it's like when you hear that on this these podcasts he's not doing it i know i say that i sometimes we all blow ourselves out we all are characters uh i know we make you know we kind of make fun of the like these punk luminaries who become characters but we are our own version of these characters to some extent that matt morahan might be the realist (laughs) Out of all three of us. Like, I mean, like, it's just like that slow burn. 
That ain't changing oh, when yeah. you're off mic. That Ima- is hanging out with Imagine him. Imagine you're sitting around, you've just taken out, uh, you've opened the box to a game of sorry. Oh, and boy. questioning why you are then playing a game of sorry with yep. Matt again, because it is the worst. <laughs> the worst. Maybe that'll be a, a Patreon uh, exclusive get to play a game oh, of wow. sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, so either way, I guess, you know, but thank you for listening to this mini-sode. I, uh, I'm glad everyone who has taken the ride, I'm glad people are continuing to take the ride. Um, I almost want to do, like, let's do a quick one. I know we always rate these, and we didn't come up with them ahead of time. Uh, let's oh, rate you and me. How would you rate you and me on this episode alone with no with a topic but not really a topic? Would it be it, uh would you say it's as punk as uh Pete's uh dog hair <laughs> that was his hair when he was in college? Would you say it's as punk as not hearing the sound of Matt's devil sticks but still missing that one little dread? That he had in college. Now I'm just it's on a hair. hair in college hair. Uh, is it as punk as uh, when I broke up with my uh, high school girlfriend in college and bleached oh, my hair wow. blonde? And so when I was wearing a, we put it up, I think, on our Instagram, wearing a goldenrod 108 shirt yes. along with bleach blonde yes. hair, I looked like a nightmare <laughs> of a M&M stand. Uh, or is it as punk as Dave Grohl? How did we do? <laughs> Oh, this is a hard one. Um, I find nothing hard about it. I think we did as punk as Dave Grohl. Oh, this wow. is like top. You're just going. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. want to say as punk as, as uh, Matt and his dread because, one, he's not here, and so we miss him. Yeah, that's true. I also think if I'm thinking about a dread, uh, it takes a while to grow. And so, <laughs> yeah. much like our work here, uh, you know, we had to fit, we had to hit our stride, you know, figure out... You know, just the two of us, just like when Matt and I did the Drew Stone, we had to figure out like how to get into the flow. Um, right. But then at the end of the day, you've got a beautiful, nappy dread, and that is all worth it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> your metaphor totally works, except for I don't know if Matt's uh, little gross dread was ever worth why it. Did, but why did he do that one dread? <laughs> I don't. I mean, why did Matt do anything ever? Uh, but that's also why we're friends with him, isn't it? <laughs> Got I mean, Matt, we love you, buddy. We love you. Uh, yeah. Just like why well, you stayed friends with me. Yeah, and why you both stayed friends with me. I mean, gee, why are we friends with any of us? <laughs> Jesus. But uh, I appreciate you actually giving a thought-out answer versus my just quick Grohl shot. Well, are we going um, with Grohl in general or a, a version of Grohl with hair? I mean, I guess he's always had long hair. He's actually never cut it off. So maybe it's more like Dave Grohl's facial hair beard oh my god yeah Fu Manchu flavor saver uh, probably in there yeah speaking of Christ core <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but so thank you for listening uh to this episode um uh please as Pete said at the beginning if you're still sticking here uh please rate review on uh Apple please share with all of your friends uh if if you have any uh hardcore friends who you know would like to hear this uh let them know that's right. Uh, we're doing it. We're not stopping here. Like nope. we, we, 
at the end of the first season, we're still not sure like what type of uh, little break we'll take, but we're starting it already. It's going to continue to go. Uh, and I'm already psyched on the first episode of the second season. <laughs> that so. is so good. Um, yeah, it's a wild ride already. But I would also say along with Jeff is go give, you know, if you haven't watched the docs that we've done, I say it's worth it. Um, yeah. Ultimately, they're not all... doing this just for us to exactly. watch them. I mean, we're going to do it anyways, but uh, uh, yeah, go. I think there, there, there isn't one that I would say isn't worth it at this point. No, especially the ones where you at... don't know. Like I, I'm sure people are more apprehensive about watching uh, Punk in Africa and Christcore um, because they just don't know the time or place or think you know sure. Christcore is kind of like well, you know that's not my scene at all and. Uh, but I, it was really well done. More well done than the Strife one, and I love Strife more than anything. Yeah, might have been the most well uh, done out of all. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and take. even uh, we've had members of Strife reach out and let us know that they agree. <laughs> so, like, I mean, just take it for what it's worth there. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah, uh, let everyone know. Uh, let us know any docs you would love for us to do. Uh, you know, we're hitting a lot of the majors. Um, but uh, we would love to get into it, get our Instagram, anything, but just pass the word. Hey, tell, uh, websites to write crap about That's us. Right. Uh, what are, are we not all in our forties? Like fucking drowning ourselves in nostalgia for hardcore. Uh, well, we're still hardcore strong over here. <laughs> so, uh, I would say, uh, on, Oh, and also watch American Hardcore. If you, that's, uh, we're gonna, that's gonna be our next episode. Can't um, remember what we talked uh, about. Can't wait to yeah, hear that. Who one. Know, again, yeah, can't <laughs> wait to listen to it myself. Uh, what wild statements do all of us say in it? Uh, we'll find out. I believe I yell about how Poison Idea should be in it more. I believe you do. Um, uh, I'm sure I yell about other bands should be. I in think it we more. question why some bands are in it. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, isn't that all All of these? Yes. Um, but, uh, so yeah, uh, until next week, I'm Jeff Garlock, Up the Punks. I'm Pete Zetlin. Yo, Gabba Gabba. Because <laughs> of the guy from the Aquabats? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's punk Maybe related. Maybe I should do that again. <laughs>